Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. We caught two of his performances at Wilderness Festival. Um, yeah, we, we were able to catch up with him after the, after the festival, while, while it was still fresh in his memory and ours. And yeah, just talked about his new album, Sergeant Culpepper. Fantastic, fantastic record which came out this year, and just you know, just a little catch up, really. No, no more to say. Let's just play the play the thing. Have I got it lined up? Yes, I do. Here we go. Enjoy. See you after this. So, fresh from his Wilderness Festival um, 2021 performances, we're delighted to be joined by Joel Culpepper this morning. Morning, Joel. How you, How you doing, doing, mate? You good? Yeah, not bad. You? Yeah, fine. Thank you. Fine. Good morning. Sorry for the early start. No, good, man. So, yeah, first of all, really, congratulations. It's such a fantastic album. Really enjoy listening to it, but also, like, hearing it live for the first time, that was cool. I really, really like that. I have to ask you about the about the name. I'm sure you get asked about this all the time. It, it's probably an appreciation of, um, you know, to sounds from the past and, and, and things like that, but and perhaps the idea of a, of a concept album. But, but could you explain the title a bit and just, just wait where you're where your head was when you came to came to that title. Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head in terms of it being a nod to a concept record and, you know, me trying to follow the blueprint of what I see as a, as a definitive concept album, taking inspiration from a lot of guys in the 70s who had a story within their mm. records and, you know, you was immersed in their world and... Obviously, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band was, you know, one of the more iconic concept albums, but it's also known to be sort of recognised as the first concept record. So it just felt right. I realised there was a risk involved in calling it that in, in the sense of, you know, your purists thinking, oh, who's this guy calling his album Sergeant Pepper? It was, <laughs> as I say, a nod to the idea of a concept album. And mm. it just felt like a good pun with, with my name being Culpepper and me going through a journey, which, you know, there is one, there's four chapters within the album. And that's the thing. It, it does feel like a, like a very personal journey, despite the sort of, obviously the nods to, to, to different genres yeah. and sounds and concepts and things like that. But it does feel like a very personal album that you do go, a we as the listener goes on a bit of a journey with you. And I think that's, yeah. people do generally respond quite positively to that, despite any like offense they might take to, um, yeah. to, to beat all, yeah. beat all off cuts and stuff beat, like that. Beat your mania. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, those, those are the, the albums that really penetrate and, and leave such an impression on you as the ones that, that give you that vulnerability and that identity as well. And, mm. you know, I, I guess that was our attempt. We show that identity and, yeah, there are influences clearly, but there's also me in the mix and, you know, my sort of views on, on certain things as well as, you know, me being British. And yeah, I hope I hope people get a sense of that when listening through. Are there any 
artists or apart from the concept album sergeant pepper is there any other artists or albums that have particularly inspired you or influenced your sound that's kind of bled into your Um, into your music i remember at that time we were listening a lot to curtis um we listened to stevie wonder's songs in the key of life we were listening Mm. to kendrick lamar's to pimp a butterfly we were listening to lauren hill miss education amy's back to black And, and then we kind of we wasn't shy or beating around the bush about using a kind of Motown blueprint, which was kind of galvanizing the best musicians that we knew of, uh, as, and, and we, as in myself and Swindle, who executive produced it. I had a collection of, say, 10 producers on the album, but we actually took those initial demos and, and, and first sort of songs. We had the same musicians play across all of it. So it then became, from our view, cohesive and sonically in the same space even if it did vary to various genres you know it's the same drummer across the whole thing it's the same bass player it's the same backing vocals across the whole album you know same horns strings and then me on top even though there are various influences that definitely i I want people to hear from my musical Mm -hmm. sort of taste um steely dan asia i want people to definitely pin those things out but at the same time feel like it's not disjointed yeah, definitely. I mean, I was going to ask you about the array of producers. So, uh, you know, Swindle was the executive producer, but you had people like Guy Chambers, Tom Mish, our very own Sean Lee from Soho. What was it like working with so many different, obviously, very talented um, producers in their own right? And like, did you mentioned before, like you had the consistency of musicians across all of the the tracks. But in terms of like producing the ideas for each of the tracks, yeah. was, was it was it like looked at in isolation, or did you kind of sit down as a group and try and find that that thread that common thread that that was isolated isolated and Mm. i had started the album before i realized i'd started the album took a level amount of confidence to really admit that and you know i was on tour with swindle at the time and i had these sessions and built these relationships with these various different producers and you know come up with a few songs and I think being on the road really helped me understand the kind of artist that I wanted to be and, and continue to be and the, the performance aspect I wanted to include within the record sat down with with Swindle and said look I think I'm ready to do an album and would you want to executive produce it and he was like absolutely you know I've been waiting for you to tell me this and uh he's been such a positive force for me in helping me recognize my own prowess on stage as well as in the studio and I I was so nervous to send him the initial stuff I'd done with everybody else and because I knew he would just be really truthful and I thought he's going to say look mate we just need to start again Mm -hmm. but he didn't he didn't he said my job is different than I thought it was going to be this is about overseeing what you've already done and Mm making sure that it's all fitting together. Once I had established who was sort of going to be captain of the ship and they all, you know, sat down with myself and Swindle, gave us, you know, the the blessing and, you know, really took part in being, um, re- just being cool about it. And it's, it's taken this album for me to really understand there are, there are worlds to different musical paths that I've been able to access. And I feel really privileged to, you know, work from, Sean Lee to Guy Chambers to Swindle to Tom to, to yeah. Lyndon J. I mean, it's, it's it's a real blessing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's such a fantastic album in terms of different sounds and styles and and concepts that you're you're, you're laying over it. Is and you can you can feel that there are there are different 
you know individuals and aspects to, to each of the tracks which is just it's such an epic journey to be part of so yeah you must be really proud and it does it does sound Thank fantastic you, live as well and that kind of thing that you were saying about producing your 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 truth you know that and that comes across you feel like you have that kind of confidence when you perform as well and as, yeah. and you mentioned that you know this came about when you were on the road and like you developed that that aspect that idea through your mm. almost like while you were on the road and, and that's quite an interesting idea as well is that you part of your journey was actually going out on the road and like trying out oh, new stuff did you were you able to do a lot of that when you were I, on the I road think, and, um, i mean I've, I've always performed and gigged but this particular occasion i was invited to tour with swindle uh on his album no more normal i'm not actually on normal no more normal but we had a song called woman that had done really really well and he was like look come on tour with us and i'm going to stick woman on the end of each set at first i felt very i had imposter syndrome because for starters he had a stellar lineup of artists that were on the album that were amazing that are amazing on tour already so i was like you sure you want me mate like you've already got such a lineup of people that can do the job really well he was very adamant that i was a part of that and he called me the firework nicknamed me the firework which was you know about you are at the end of the set i've got the match and all i need to do is light what it is that you do and and it just goes off so i was part of the closing aspect of the show and it it really did inform and give us intel about me, not just as a performer, but what I suppose what I could do within the record, mm. you know, is really deliver this, I don't know, potent energy on on wax and, you know, bring that, that element of being lost on stage into the album mm. and into those songs. Is there one track on the album that you're particularly proud of in terms of where it came from, where it went? and how it sounds at the end and could you talk us through the track itself and and why it's so particularly special to you it changes every day <laughs> what is it today um today it's break i think break has it's rooted very much in an al green slash slime family stone sonic but 2021 and i feel like in my personal opinion, it's one of the better songs I've written because I think it does, it is framed very much as, you know, a love song or, you know, a breakup song that is, you know, got a real sort of let's not break element to it. And it, when I was in studio writing that, it was during that whole sort of pre or post Brexit malarkey. And I think since that time, there's been even more division and even more cause to kind of have a song like this, we're addressing being harmonious and acknowledging where there are bumps in the road. I feel whenever I've performed it in the last few shows that I've done, a euphoric feeling and the crowd are singing along. There's something about it that feels very spiritual and um, I'm just super proud of it, the way it makes me feel. And each time I hear it, I want to deliver my best version of it at that time. I'm hoping that people really do read those in between the subtext within that, that song and, and they use it for their own journey and, you know, what they might be going through. It's been a testing time, man, over the last, you know, 18 months, whatnot. And there's been a lot of breakups, whether it's relationships or Brexit, there's been a lot. And um, I think 
I'd like to think that this song could be something that is used to kind of maybe heal and bring something that has splintered together. And going back to the sort of return of festivals and live music, the idea of living in harmony is obviously a very, very positive thing that people took away yeah. from the weekend and, and hopefully will continue to do through live music. So, yeah, that, that's, mm-hmm. that was a particularly poignant, um, poignant track, definitely. So just finally, what is, what's, what's on the horizon for Joel? What's coming up in the next few weeks and months? What's going down? I've got a few surprises I have up my sleeve. There's some, there's more music coming. This is exclusive as well. There's a second album in, Ooh. yeah, it's already started. So um, in a lot of ways, feel powered by not just the record, but by the relationships and people around it and feels very much like we've got a, a, a team to deliver a, a second. So that's, that's exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> right, well, you've got the momentum, just keep going. Keep going, get get those Absolutely, mate. get those records Absolutely. out. Absolutely, if it's if it's anything like your first man, then, then it's going to be. I'm sure it's going to be absolutely epic. So, Thank looking you. forward looking forward to that. And have you got any um any live shows coming up? Any any time soon? Yeah, I think um I'm definitely flying around. Still the festival circuit. I'm doing we out here next week. Oh, great! I think uh, across the tracks as well in in early September, mm-hmm. Brixton. So um yeah, I'm I've got a tour in November. So nice. I'm around. I'm around. <laughs> Wicked. Cool. Well, again, thank you. Thank you for the performance at Wilderness. Both both of them. They were, they were really I really enjoyed them. And um, yeah, just to say thank you again. Really.